I don't think I will be keeping you all very long tonight, but we'll see what the Holy Ghost wants. Amen. Matthew chapter 2, we're going to begin at verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from, from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. They called the meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called a private meeting with the wise men. And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. When you find him, come back and tell me so I can go worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And went, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house. They saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And finally, verse 12, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to him. Praise God. I want to talk to you tonight for just a few minutes under the title, Following the Star. You may be seated. Praise God. This is a very a deep portion of scripture we've read, and I've heard it preached and taught about a million different ways. Um, it, being it's Christmas time and everything, you know, th this is the time of year that these lessons really come out. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be a, a Christmassy-esque message. Um, I'm just going to tell you what the Lord has on my heart, okay? Um, but whether it's Christmas time or not, the, the message still stands, okay? <sighs> Following the star, and, and the story, the lead up here, you know the whole story, the wise men seeing the star initially and getting the, the promise, go follow that star, you're going to find the baby, um, and, and the whole sequence of events that took place there. The wise men... Uh, wisely, I don't want to sound cliche or anything there, but they listened and they followed the star and they knew there was something special 
wherever that star would lead them. And it's not, oh, follow the rainbow. You're going to get to the end of the rainbow, find all sorts of riches. No, it's not that, okay? Although the wise men did find riches, just not earthly riches, okay? This whole story kind of runs hand in hand with our own spiritual journeys. Uh, following the star, we think of the star, at least I do, in our modern day life, spiritual life as Jesus himself. The, just as the wise men followed the star wherever it led them, we are to follow Jesus wherever he leads us. Amen. And we we see the the star guided in, in verse the first couple of verses there it was guiding the wise men there, and and had the wise men not followed the star, who knows where they would have ended? Who knows they would have been off, where way off in left field or right field or who knows? Much like them, if we do not follow Jesus where He leads us, we'll end up way off in left field and and lost and astray and everything, okay? And we, it's not always easy to follow Jesus. There's one, amen. It's not always easy to follow Jesus. During this journey the wise men took, I hesitate to think that it was all sunshine and rain. Okay, they, it, it was probably not an easy journey following this star. Okay, they probably had to go through some desert, some rain, some wind, some who knows. Uh, it was not fun. Okay, they didn't have cars with AC and, and nice, comfortable rides like we do today. Okay, they had like horses and donkeys, and it's not very comfortable. Okay. Um, so it probably was not a fun ride, a fun journey. And when they were on their journey, you know, word started spreading around. And so the king says, hey, I want to talk to you guys. That conversation could go one of two ways. It could be a very good conversation or it could be a very bad conversation. OK, in this way, it kind of turned out the latter, because while Herod acted like he wanted to go worship Jesus, we all know that his intent was to eradicate Jesus and just get rid of him. Okay, that's what the intent behind that was. There's a whole other lesson there. I'm not going to touch that tonight, okay? The, the wise men took direction wisely. They, they were prophetically told, and they followed the leading of what we now know to be the Holy Ghost. In their journey, every step of the way, they didn't take a single step without making sure they were still in line with the star. Okay, And you and I, if only we would not take a single step without following Jesus. But we are humans. We all get stubborn in our ways. We're like, I don't like go that way. I'm going to go this way. We end up in all sorts of trouble and a big mess, and we blame everybody but ourselves for our problems, okay? It got pretty quiet there, okay? I know. We do. We're human. It's true, okay? Uh, it's important to follow Jesus through everything, okay? Praise God. 
following Jesus, like I said, is not always easy. It 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 kind of goes contrary to the world. Jesus says we're in the world, but not of the world. And and in order for us to follow Jesus and and keep in line with his will and his purpose for our lives, we often find ourselves swimming against the current, if you can put it that way, okay? While the current of the world says, just go over here, do everything you want to do, and you're all going to be okay. We're like, no, 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 no. Jesus tells us, no, you're not going to be okay if you just do that, okay? So it is going contrary to the world, swimming upstream. It can't be an easy task. I've seen salmon swimming upstream. If you've never seen it for yourself, it's kind of hard to visualize. But how salmon always swim upstream to spawn, you watch it, and it's like, that's not easy at all. Just like following Jesus is not always easy, okay? But there's reward or following Jesus, okay? And it, it's not fun. It's not easy. And what I'm thankful for is Jesus is not very picky about who he calls, okay? He says, if you anybody who wants to come, come on. I'm ready for you. It doesn't matter. Your, your status in the world has no bearing on whether or not you're called, okay? How much money you have has no bearing. What kind of car you drive has no bearing. How big your house is has no bearing. Whether you live in a house, an apartment, what side of town you live on, it doesn't matter. Jesus says, as long as you're willing, come follow me, okay? We see examples of this by, um, if you go to Matthew chapter 9, you see he calls Matthew the tax collector, okay? By all rights, a criminal is what tax collectors were back in that day. They were uh, what I like to call state-sponsored criminals, okay? Because they were, they had an agreement with the Roman government. The Roman government said, you take at least this much from these people because that's what's ours. And whatever else you want to take, well, we don't care. You just do what you want to do. State-sponsored criminals, okay? That's what it is. Thieves. Um, I'm just glad that whether you're a thief or not, Jesus doesn't care. He says, come, I'll forgive you as long as you repent, and I've got a plan for you, okay? So don't let the devil talk to you and tell you that, oh, your past will uh, it disqualifies you from being called of God and used of God, okay? Praise God. Even though Matthew, we, we don't see a whole lot of the conversation there when Jesus called Matthew. We see Jesus comes up and says, hey, stop what you're doing, come follow me. And if it were me, I think of it in human terms here, I would find it kind of hard to see this random guy who I, I might have heard the name Jesus, I but I might not be super familiar, probably never seen him. This random guy comes up to me, and A, he knows my name, which is kind of strange. And then he tells me to to give everything up and, and come follow him, leave everything. I'd, 
I would be hesitant to just say, uh, okay, let's go. So I read this the story of Matthew being called, and it's like, what what was that conversation like? Because it couldn't have been an easy decision. I mean, I know Matthew had to leave his life of relative luxury is what it was. He was protected by the Roman guards. He had basically basically immunity from everything. He could steal as much as he wanted to steal. And life was good. But then this man named Jesus says, hey, why don't you come follow me? I'm so glad that Jesus doesn't care what you're doing, what your current life situation is how bad of a sinner you think you are. Although we are, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay. The devil, though, likes to sit on our shoulders and say, you're gone too far. You're in too deep. Don't even worry about it. Just, just forget it. Okay. I'm so glad God says, come on. In. Praise God. Praise God. The importance of trusting God here. It, God does not want... 50% of our effort. God does not want 75% of our effort. God wants complete and total trust in him. When he says, come follow me, he doesn't say, well, only half the time come follow me and the rest you can do whatever. He wants to know that we're fully committed to him because he is fully committed to us. Okay. So he says, if you will give everything for me, you might not get an earthly reward, but your your heavenly reward is much greater than any earthly reward you can ever get, okay? Trust God, follow him, and you will you'll find that the more you follow God, the more blessings keep coming, okay? All right? The more you give up in this life, the more spiritual reward you get. I've seen it for myself. I've experienced it, okay? Now, it's hard when when we like to go off and do things that, that are fun and might not be exactly Christian of us, but yeah, it's, it's a fun time. And, and, oh, yeah, there might be a whole lot of sinful things going on because sin is fun. It, it, sin is fun. Our human side of things, it's fun. God says, no, that's not right. But our sinful nature kicks in and says, man, that, that, that's, that's not too bad. I want to go do that. So that's why God wants us to reject that and come follow him, okay? I'm so glad Matthew decided to give up his sinful life and follow God. I wonder how that story would have gone had Matthew said, you know what? No. I like it where I'm at. Only God knows, okay? And and Peter also, or Peter, um, Jesus also went on later in, in Matthew. If you go to Matthew chapter 4, you see him calling Peter, Andrew, James, John. He went down the list. He said, hey, you guys, why don't y'all come follow me? And I often wonder what the story would have been like had any of these people said, you know what? No, Lord. I don't feel like it today. Not today. It's something that I can, I can ponder on it forever, but I'll never know, okay? I just want you to know that if you don't get anything else out of this lesson, know that following God leads to great reward, okay? That's if you don't get anything else. 
just know that you might have earthly troubles and trials and tribulations, but just hang on another day, keep one foot in front of the other, and at the end of it all, you're going to forget everything you're going through right now, okay? Uh, thank you, Lord. Jesus sees beyond societal labels and calls each of us individually. Jesus looks past your status. Jesus looks, Jesus doesn't care if you live in a million dollar house or a $20 hotel room. He doesn't care. Jesus doesn't care if you drive a $100,000 Lexus or Mercedes or you drive a $15,000 Nissan. He doesn't care. Okay, he looks past Jesus doesn't care if you're the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company or you're a janitor in a school somewhere. He doesn't care. He says, I don't care what your label is. I'm looking at your heart. Okay, had Jesus, if Jesus would just look at the label, he would look at the tax collector and say, you're a liar and a thief and a criminal. I don't want anything to do with you. If Jesus looks at us, he would say, you're a thief, you're a sinner, you're a this, you're a that. I don't want anything to do. I'm so glad he looks past the labels, my friend. I'm so glad he doesn't care about the label. <sighs> praise God, praise God. The reason Jesus doesn't look at that label when he calls us is because he's he's all powerful. He's able to transform and mold you into what he wants you to be. Okay. Now that's not a fun process. Okay. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. I know because I've been there and I'm still there. Okay. And if you're honest with yourself, you're still in that process too. Okay. All right. It's not fun. Sometimes it hurts. You just want to quit. But you know. You've got to know that God's got a plan, and as long as you follow him through whatever life throws at you, that the, 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 the end of the rainbow's coming, okay? That pot at the end of the rainbow, you might not get a pot of gold, but you're going to get a heavenly reward, okay? Praise God. So it's important. You've got to follow God, no matter what the world says. In this day and age, the world says the world's getting they about ready to throw us all in jail is what's about to happen. Okay. Okay. Anything, if you talk about God, they about they run their nose up at you and they're like, get out of here. We don't want to hear anything about it. Okay. That makes it even more important right now in this day and age to follow God. Bring your friends, tell your friends, hey, come to church with me on Sunday. Hey, and you you got to be kind of annoying with them because they'll kind of get annoyed at you, but you keep keep planting that seed, keep watering it a little bit, and you never know what will happen, okay? Praise God. Got off on a little tangent there. <sighs> Praise God. I'm so glad that Jesus is willing to transform us no matter what. If we say, I'm ready, I'll follow you, God. He's ready to help us out and fix us to what he wants us to be, Okay. He turned Matthew away from a tax collector and into one of the greatest people you'd ever see. Okay? He looked past everything and said, I want your heart. He looked past everything and said, Peter, Andrew, James, John, I want you guys to come follow me. 
each of these guys had their own story, their own background, their own uh, labels, right? They weren't perfect people. Yeah, I could go into in-depth about each one of these guys and find you all the flaws in the world about each one of them. God doesn't care about the flaws, okay? Praise God. The call is there. Many are called, few are chosen. Why are few chosen? Because in this day and age, you, people don't want God, okay? The call stands. God's call is not changing. He says, come on, I want you. We've just got to be willing to do it, okay? The thing I see here, the common theme of, of these guys being willing to follow Jesus is they did not hesitate. They were ready in an instant and said, yes, Lord, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Because when we hesitate, we give an opportunity for doubt to step in. Once doubt steps in, our journey gets a whole lot harder. Okay, because if we say, oh, oh, I'm ready to go, but wait, hold on, let me think about that. Our brains, the way they work, they'll think of every terrible scenario you can think of for anything. Okay, and then the more doubt gets in, the more you start second guessing things, and then you just end up way out and way in nowhere land. You don't know what's going on. Okay, all these guys, they heard the call. They knew in their hearts. They said, God, I might not know you very well. But I know what you've got is better than what I have. So if by following you, I'm going to end up in a better place than I am now, count me in. I'm ready to go, okay? Praise God. It's important to not only follow Jesus, but follow him with 100% of your being. These guys here gave up their own their lives, their their businesses, Matthew, the tax collector, the fishermen, all these guys, they gave everything up. And you know what? It wasn't easy for them. You see all the, you read scripture. I could take you to scripture after scripture of where each one of these guys ended, either ended up in jail, almost in jail, killed, almost killed, and because they chose to follow God. But I'm sure if you were able to ask them right now, was it all worth it? In a heartbeat, they would say, I would do it all over again because it was worth it 100%. Okay? So just know that no matter what you go through in this life, as long as you're following that star, everything's going to be okay. Praise God. Praise God. If you'd stand with me, I'm basically done here. Just know that no matter what the devil tells you, because he's going to tell you to quit. He's going to tell you to stop, okay? And this time of year, it's hard. Everything, life is hard this time of year for everybody. But know that your reward, maybe not in this life, but your spiritual reward is great, and it's going to get even better the longer you follow God, okay? Keep following the star. Trust in God 100%. Keep your faith in Him, because this life, nothing's guaranteed in this life. But as long as you follow God, you've got a sure bet with Him, okay? Keep following the star. Keep following God. Praise God.